Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Up and at him. It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. With Walker and Roush. We're too wild and crazy guys. Good morning and welcome into Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Roll oh, Call. 96 1 FM, 1450 AM. Nick Roush with you on Monday, July the 26th. And folks, we are in the dead heat of summer. It's the dog days of summer. But today, to kick off a new week with a little sports talk, we've got our good friend Trevor Kelsey here. Trevor. How are you doing today? No one's better to bring on for summer topics than me because no one has, no one can talk summer topics and sports radio better than someone who has zero life. And I'm not putting a dollar in the jar for that because that's not actually, uh, no, no, that's not not an insult because I take pride in that. (laughs) I, I, I take pride in having, enjoying just watching pop culture, not as much today's pop culture as much because i am the older i get the least i like it but my own pop culture from back in the day and summer topics that's what i live for is coming up with summer topics at three in the morning between you know women's uh, uh figure skating and women's skateboarding on usa yeah uh trevor <laughs> figure skating wrong that's well i guess they technically have the like rollerblading like I haven't Olympics. seen rollerblading yet. I've, I, I seem to always turn it on. I know we'll get, we can talk Olympics here in a minute. Don't mean to go right into something, but uh, yeah, I seem to always catch the cycling every time I flip it on uh, last couple of days recently as well. So well, I guess a lot, a lot of biking. Yes. We, we, we've got a lot of Olympics to talk because oh, frankly, that's just how I've spent my entire weekend, but the scooter dingus is here. Scoots. Have you been, I am. Uh, have you been watching a lot of Olympics? I have been, yes. I watched a plethora this weekend. I watched some water polo, basketball, beach volleyball. I even watched a little fencing. And let me tell you, fencing, pretty horrible. (laughs) The thing about fencing, too, you would think, in theory, sword fighting, very cool. Correct. But you can't even see the, I think they call it the foil. You you can't even see. It just, it, it flies around so fast. You can't really tell what's going on. Well, it was that, and uh, what else did I watch this week? Taekwondo, also very hard to follow and figure out what's going on. Yeah, knowing how the points are scored is a big deal. Like in, in handball, they're obviously scoring whenever the ball goes into the net. I can I can pick up on that, but like how they judge a skateboarding trick, I'll never know. But it still looks cool whenever they they, they grind some rails. They they hit a lick. I don't, I don't know what they call it, Trevor. But I disagree. I've 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 watched some of the skateboarding Olympics last night slash this morning, or was it Saturday night? I don't know. The days kind of blend together, to be honest with you. Yeah, and yep, uh, and it, it was not very riveting. I mean, it was it would look like some of the most basic like skateboard stunts that like. And I've never been a skateboarder. I had one skateboard. Uh, it was a Back to the Future skateboard I got in my eighth grade eighth birthday. Oh my gosh! Uh, you you had a Back to the Future skateboard, one I did. That, a hovercraft. Well, it would you would think so because, but it wasn't an actual hovercraft. It was just a regular oh my skateboard. Goodness. That is uh, such a cheap knockoff. But I got it also before the second movie came out, so the hovercraft wasn't even uh, hoverboard wasn't even a thought. 
uh, or it teased us at that point in 1989. So, but I, it didn't last long. I went down my driveway like once or twice on it, hit my fell on my butt both times, and never used it again. Right. But 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 I can still like I still like I played the Tony Hawk and I watched you know the skateboard tapes when I was Were in the you? 90s when yeah. it was really at its peak. And yeah. like when I watched like this is not. It actually, as I was watching it, I couldn't help but start thinking, like, is and, and maybe it's because it was such basic skateboarding stuff they were doing, but it's made me start wondering how close are we to people playing video games as part of the Olympic Games, like people actually just playing Ooh. like the games as actually being sports, yeah, of, of Olympic, yeah. And then, then I started thinking about how TJ on Friday was was whining about how Greece skills still gets to come out first because you know I mean, all they did was invent the freaking thing. So, you know, but no, let's not let them go first anymore. And I started wondering, like, how, like, like what would the, the, the 100, you know, 400 years ago, however long it's been since the Olympics were created, like, did they picture video games being part of, you know, Olympic sports? So this will be the greatest athletes. Yeah. You know, not uh, even video thing. game players, Trevor, you could be a part. No, no, I'm not anymore, man. I did the Madden Challenges back in the early 2000s. That was my last, my. Your last hurrah. I went to the last Madden Challenge I went to was with a, me and a buddy of mine. We'd go to all of them. And I think it was in 2004 down in Atlanta, three or four. I went down to Atlanta for a primary. And I don't forget the guy walking to the line saying, listen, you know, if you, if you have a social life, if you have a girlfriend, if you have a wife, just leave right now. I mean, just, just you have no chance. You have no <laughs> prayer. And at that point, we both had, you know, he he had, he was with a woman he's with still to this day, and I had, was with a girlfriend that had been with for a couple of years or so at the time, and we're both like, yeah, he's probably right, because this wasn't this. We don't play as much as we did, you know, four or five years ago. So, oh, well, and he was right because I think we both got eliminated in the first round, which is like the first time that ever happened to either one of us. It's, it's still good to learn that we are with a bona fide professional video game player in Trevor Kelsey. What can't he do? He's a professor professional video game player and professional olympics watcher um which i might actually qualify to that as well because i spent every waking moment watching it a lot of uh beach volleyball i did catch some beach volleyball i've spent more time watching it in the in the overnight hours though when you're sleeping normal people are sleeping and i joked about this before we kind of came on i was like you know like it was saturday night and i was it was like three in the morning and i'm watching us the coverage of the olympics on usa and I was thinking to myself, I was like, you know, I mean, they, they can show me all the eggs being broken over, a, you know, a frying pan all they want about this is your brain on drugs. But like there should no be a no better PSA than one that says, listen, get off drugs or you'll spend your Saturday night at three in the morning watching, you know, dudes doing simultaneous diving off of boards and, and, hey. speed, and speedos with less body hair than a newborn infant. You know, I mean, you, you cannot can get one of that dude. You cannot hate on synchronized diving. Synchronized I mean, diving is mesmerizing, is, especially is. when somebody messes up and it's very obvious. Uh, like you'll get the guys who, it, it, it's like, I imagine Hoosier dingus up there trying to do a front flip to impress the ladies into the water, and then he flips too much and smacks his face on the water. Like, That's happened before, Nick. I, I didn't get to see it. I, I knew it. I knew it. I didn't see this ass, but I mean, you can't tell me at three in the morning outside, uh, outside of stoners or people who are just on a buzz of some kind, maybe, I don't know, maybe strippers, that awkward moment between getting off work and picking up their kid. Other than that group, 
I mean, family's the only thing probably watching this. And then, and then when I say family, I mean probably like their parents and siblings because the side as those speedos looked, I don't think those dudes are having any kids anytime soon. I think, yeah, you were hating on synchronized diving. When they, are athletes, they are much better athletes than our e-sporters who are sideline. Uh, I don't know what it is, though, but I, I really – you keep mentioning synchronized diving. Maybe that's just because that's the last thing you remember watching. But that, I actually enjoy some synchronized diving. That was odd. It's the last thing I watched around uh, two thirty this morning before the show, just you know, about four or five hours ago. I did I not like, enjoy watching USA basketball. Huh. We should be expected. I'd, I'd almost really rather watch the skateboarding stuff. Well, and here's the thing, Trevor. I, I don't know about you, but I enjoy. I like. I feel like this is the time for the obscure sports to shine. So yeah. I don't even really. I I admit that I did download the NBC Sports app and I jumped through a few hoops to have the fourth quarter turned on, but it's still not like I. I don't know. I the, the kayaking, a sport that I've never watched, never will watch. I, I just I, I feel like I want to save my time for that those sports. Because it's, it's fun. It's like, ooh, how do they do that? How do they build the course? And I asked like 17 different questions during each one. But basketball, that, that's my excuse to say that this is basketball I don't really care about. And if the USA loses, it's just because it's the Olympics. And, hey, we got bigger fish to fry. We're not worried about the Olympics. Uh, that's I don't agree with the reasoning behind it because that just sounds like something – it's a loser mentality. Yeah, it's what you say when you when you when you just don't want to show the fact that you're bad that you got beat. I mean, it's like, oh, I didn't really want I didn't really want that girl to give me her number. You know, I wasn't gonna call her anyway. Yeah, whatever. You know, you were begging for it. So I mean it's I don't I don't I don't agree with the mentality, but this the fact is it's just it's not I mean, I, I don't think there should be a real shock. I mean, I don't know how adamant I was when this team originally was announced of my displeasure for it. And, and I know there was other displeasure for, for people on the team for other reasons, you know, Jalen Rose primarily, but I mean, my displeasure was that it just wasn't a very talented team. And, and you, you're all, and you're putting your eggs in the basket of your bet. And, and listen, Tevin Durant talent wise is, you know, best in the world, if not mm-hmm. you know, arguably one of the best in the world, top five or six best in the world, but the dude can't be a leader. He just has no leading mentality whatsoever. I mean, that's why he had to go to Golden State, where he was still the best player on that team, but he needed Steph Curry to be the leader. He just can't. He's not going. He's not a winner in that way. And it's just, it's not something you can grow, or it's something you just have or you don't. He doesn't have it. And right now, that's what we're at. And the Olympic, the the talent pool between this team and some other countries. You know, even with, you know, with, with France, who was, I think, Evan Fournier led him. He's a solid yeah. NBA player, you know, and probably an occasional all-star, which would put him in the Hall of Fame, according to Scoots McGee over there. But, you know, that's, that is, I mean, you, you need some, you need a better team. You just can't just throw a bunch of guys all there in the NBA. Let's put, you know, Aaron Holiday and, which uh, it was Drew Holiday. Yeah, but, yeah, you get what a I mean. bad example. Yeah, yeah but, or just, you know, or Grant from Detroit who had a good season because his team won 15 games and somebody's got to score on that team. So, I mean, that's it was just it wasn't a very good team to put together led with no leadership. And uh, you well, can blame Popovich all you want, which the internet wants to do, and I'm not saying he's not completely you know, not to blame, but I think more blame needs to be put on, on Kevin Durant and just – 
remember, he's not a leader. Well, Damian Lillard has gotten the kind of all-star treatment from at least NBA Twitter. But he, you know, he's carried the Blazers into contention the last few years. And I, yeah. I know I, I would expect more from him at point guard, especially because he's kind of showed that, hey, uh, you know, I've been good to you guys at Portland. You all should do more. Like, I, I just expect more from him. I expect a lot more from him. He was three for 10 from the field, three of nine from three. And the thing that I, when I was watching that was getting me frustrated, Trevor, wasn't a lot of great shot taking. And I think maybe some of it's the uh, kind of last minute construct that we have of the team. At least in other countries, there's a similar roster year after year, and they've got a good feel for one another. They were taking some just awful contested shots. But, but, Zach Levine, I don't need him. Uh, yes, you're in rhythm, but the contested threes, like they, they, they were just, they were taking a lot of bad shots. Well, Zach Levine being on the team in general just shows you the, 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 the right. bottom of it. I mean, I said that that was one of the examples along with Grant, some other players I brought up when the team originally was announced. That, I mean, how many people, how many people did not answer the phone before they got to this level of the list and finally got them on the roster? I mean, JaVel McGee is on the roster. I like, mean, yeah, exactly. Uh, really? Yeah, How did he get on the team? When did that happen? It very, like, right before. I guess there was, like, a COVID, one of those deals. It was when where... Kevin Love dropped out. And the best next option was JaVel McGee? JaVel McGee, yeah. You know what? Whenever, that, that that's that's a very but, but, logical but, but, line, but, I think. But, 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 <laughs> I mean, because that's what I go very next to. Right to JaVel McGee. <laughs> But 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 I I don't, I don't want to buy too much into the oh well, they just got thrown together these because the majority of these are these these European teams these other world teams especially the ones that are going to challenge American any level are are full of NBA players who were probably haven't been together that much longer than this NBA team has than this little big team has because they were also playing in the NBA recently couldn't well, I mean, Fournier probably wasn't because I think he's on Orlando's roster still and they were out of the playoffs like you know two months into the season but. You know, but a lot of them probably haven't been together that long or that right, much Right, but it, it's but different. I do, but I do think that it, and I don't mean to hurt you, but I will say this, and I brought this up when we talked about Trey, uh, maybe putting Trey Young on the team, is I do think, though, the European players are more used to the, the style of officiating and style of play that you get in these world games, and the NBA players aren't. And they, they're, they're mm. used to – it's a different – I mean, they're allowed to give away a little bit more hand-checking and defense in, this, in these games than you ever see in the NBA nowadays. And that's just the way the NBA has built its way over the last few years. And and now it's just, you know, it's gotten to where it is now. It's not a bad thing, but it's two different things. And I think that has affected, especially the guard play of these NBA players. And you mentioned Damian Lillard being one of them. You, uh, you bring up a good point because it's definitely a more physical style of play. The refs aren't falling for that. Like James Harden jump into somebody trick, they're just not. So uh, I can at least agree with you there. But your overall point, when you look at this team, it just doesn't. No, it's not. I mean, you you got Durant's a great. It just, uh, it's just yeah. You you just also need you you can at least put somebody in. I just Blizzard isn't going to be it because you need somebody to be able. Durant can be Batman, but he he needs Robin to be the leader. Booker is not shooting particularly well as of what I mean, granted, it's the last two games we saw him, but he just went through an NBA finals. Like that's not a quick turnaround. I I don't have a good excuse for him because uh 
Holiday, Drew Holiday was the best player on the floor for Team USA. Really the only reason why yeah. they had a chance, which, I mean, go, it's just goes back to, man, this team is not that great. I know that we had this stupid argument over whether Drew Holiday is actually good or not, but we should be able to do better as a nation than Drew Holiday is our leading scorer. I, I love I, – I, I really want people to commit me and be like, you told Drew Holiday wasn't any good. He was the best player for Team USA. On a team that lost. Yeah, yeah. That's, mean, <laughs> that's a, what does that really tell you? <laughs> yeah, it's it's not good. Uh, Draymond Green, he's a bum. He's old. He's washed up. And he's a role player anyway. Need, more, need more from Bam because Bam does fit a decent role, but like he, he had a putback with like 40 seconds left that if he just finishes, it's a tie ball game. And he know? missed a free throw too with a minute 40 left. That yeah. Wasn't wasn't great. So uh, that overall frustrating uh, because I don't like I don't care that much, but I care enough to casually watch and just say, "Take care of business, Team USA." They got to take care of business. This is what we do. We we have gymnasts that are world class. We've got some some ball and swimmers now. We which, seem to dominate swimming pretty pretty. What uh, from what I've uh, picked up on watching my coverage here and there. But like we should be dominating basketball and to not even have a three on three team because Robbie Hummel was on it well, as a representative. I, personally, I'm glad we don't have a three on three team because that shouldn't even be a, in the Olympics anyway. It's fun <laughs> enough, Trevor. It's it's, it's where okay, do you draw yeah. the line? Why, is, why why don't we just do one on one too at some point? I mean, there was one clip they got out on on. Twitter, Trevor. I know it'll probably get to you like later next week, but it really did just look oh, yeah. like a bad pickup game. All of the missed shots and like people just. I mean, I mean are, are they playing half court? Is it? Is yeah, they they play half court. You got to take it back the ball back the line. outside the three point line. Yep, okay, yep. Yeah. They uh. Can you t- if you do a tip in? Does it count still though? I mean, no tip ins. No it's not twenty one. Different games. Oh um, okay. How about we do knockout? I'd rather watch knockout. Olympic styles, and I would three on three. Birthday. I would be so down for knockout. In the Olympics. Would, yeah, I mean that would be at least, or I mean I don't know if horse would be very good, but I think yeah, at least knockout. I think that would be the, if you're gonna if you're just gonna go down the rabbit hole of basketball, you know, sports that you can just add on to. Yeah, let's see that instead of three on three. That would be a lot more entertaining. Yeah, I. Uh... But do it from the top of the key, not from the free throw line, because these are pros. They're supposed to be. Well, in like knockout too, you could have just some guys that are money, and then boom, out just like that. Hey, you know, I, I would I would watch a game of it, but I wouldn't. I mean, that's the same thing with a lot of these sports. I would watch a little bit of it, not a ton, uh, to the point that I actually had to take a break briefly yesterday, and I watched some of uh, TBT, the basketball tournament. Yeah. So Carmen's crew, they're the Ohio State team. They've got Aaron Kraft on them. They're a crowd favorite. I think they were even the top seed in the tournament. Why are they called Carmen's crew? What's that have to do with Ohio State? Uh, that's like the name of a building over there or something. I think oh, that okay. might be like where the basketball dorms Ah, were. okay. I guess. So, uh, but there's Kraft and Debor and a lot of guys that were on that team that Kentucky beat. In yeah. 2011, in the Sweet 16, they get a lot of FaceTime, but there's a guy for Carmen's crew when you're watching him. He's about 6'2", which they said is a generous 6'2", 270. He's the round mound of getting buckets because, I mean, at, th- there was one play where he even ha- did the hustle play and saved the ball from going out of bounds, and he had the kind of like top-heavy, like, 
whoa, you know, slow kind of. So now I'm starting to think that that the, the 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 team name is based on the fact that this guy sounds like he looks like Eric Cartman. Oh, uh, <laughs> not so different. Except this guy can actually shoot the ball. I, I don't think he had the game winning three, but he did score. Like I, you know. He, he was fun to watch. It was fun to – they beat uh, the Purdue team with Robbie Hummel, which is why I got Robbie Hummel in the brain. But uh, the basketball tournament, it's a nice alternative to the Olympics when you get your – because, like, eventually, I you know, I can only watch so much uh, skeet shooting. I disagree. I would probably rather watch skeet shooting over the the, the, basket, the TBT. I'm not, I'm not really into watching uh, – I mean, that, the TBT is like watching, you know you, – You've always I, hated on the Elam ending thing. I I, yeah, I don't – I just don't get into – Is it just because it's math? You, you have to do math and you don't want no, to do math while not, you're watching your not, sports? It's not, it's not all math, even though it's, you know, adding – I don't want to have to think do math when I'm watching sports. That's what the scorekeeper's there for. But I just – I don't know. It just it feels like, like watching reality television, which I don't like. It's like a amateur generic version of, like, real sitcoms. Yeah, but they're they're actually not that bad at basketball. It's like so watching it's like, it's like watching watch. a, it's like watching the basketball version of Dancing with the Stars. It's like people who are trying to hold on to the glory days from like ten years ago, but have nothing better to do anymore. And good for them. Well, I guess those glory I mean, days as long as you can, buddy. I was clinging on a mind for dear life with some basketball last you. night. It's <laughs> it is exhausting to see these guys in that good of shape at thirty. it's it's going downhill here soon absolutely i can feel it hey and speaking of shooting nick how about will shaner yeah one of kentucky's finest a rifle gold melt gold medalist and uh we also had a a fencing gold medal winner the first ever american to win a gold medal in fencing and i think rifle too are you really? Talking about, are you yeah. talking about a woman to win the fencing gold medal? Yes, Lee Kiefer from Lexington. She was the first person, first American to ever win a fencing gold. And uh, yeah, she's related to my aunt somehow. Ooh, my aunt's all over Facebook, talk, like celebrating her win. I guess somehow they're related. I guess her, she's related. My the her, her husband on her husband's side of the family. So related in some way, like they're cousins of some sort. Well, I think that counts as you are now co-gold medalist i should get a medal damn it yep because you're want, a relative yeah all oh, distant man. relatives deserve gold too uh it, it does kind of stink watching they have like the watch parties at home it's like man your kid finally makes it to the olympics and you can't even go watch that that would stink yeah yeah i guess it would yeah <laughs> <laughs> i guess there's more. It doesn't make my heart bleed as much as yours <laughs> i don't feel i, like I guess i'm just a big softy now you are you are i just you're you're wishing you're you're upset that they can't go watch their kids in the Olympics. I'm sitting there wondering why the hell I'm watching it with them. Mm, fair <laughs> enough. Fair For enough. The most part, we do need to get to our first break though. When we come back, Kentucky. Did anything else happen over the sports weekend? Sports news. I, I don't know. We're gonna find it though. We're gonna we're gonna find the sports news and we're gonna talk about it, whatever it may be non-olympic because i can't i can only talk olympics for so long so can can we bring up why i'm here and 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 and, you know scooter scooter's name is is written in stone but he just might be scooter i think the other terry might go to being dingus you're gonna ditch us for to play golf i mean come on what are you you, a president like come on you can't just take off work to play golf yeah and it's not even like he just what he's just because he wants to play some course that he hadn't but 
you, you know what? I guess I guarantee you can play that course at Bobby Cook's anytime. It, it's it's probably even better at Bobby Cook Golf Academy. Yeah, I, I bet think it is. Is he playing on a new course, or is it just because it's the St. X scramble? Both. I, I thought it, it was a new course. course. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Hurst course, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, so suck it, Terry. You could have just gone to the Bobby Cook Golf Academy right off exit four. It's much better than being outside in the hot heat. It's all nasty and muggy outside. You don't want that. Go to the Bobby Cook Golf Academy, exit four, right in southern Indiana. Give them a call at 812-913-4415 or visit them online at bobbycookgolfacademy.com. I'm Nick Roush with Trevor Kelsey and the Scooter Dingus, Justin Kalen. We'll be right back. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. That win made me cream my drawers. Roll call. <laughs> Welcome back into Kentucky Roll Call. Nick Roush here with you on a Monday morning alongside Trevor Kelsey and the Scooter Dingus. We are, I think, only 35 ways, 35 days away from the start of college football season. 35 ways. 35 ways, yes. 35 ways to kill time before college football gets here. 41 days until the Kentucky football season kicks off, but we've got week zero. So 34, I was I was one off. Uh, college yeah. football, going to be here before you know it. Uh, but we do have, this is the last week where it's, it's officially dead. There's nothing really happening whatsoever. Uh, and then... The players report to campus the following Thursday. We'll have media day on Friday, which I believe is August the 6th or 7th. Uh, I believe it's the 6th. And then on the 7th, which is a Saturday, they will have UK Fan Day. UK at least announced the date. They did not announce what it will look like. Yeah, I had uh, I had something kick on back over there. But you will be able to go to UK Fan Day, hang out with the players. I don't know what extent the COVID protocols will be. Under normal circumstances, we're watching a practice on Fan Day. Hopefully that's the case. I don't I don't have any more details, but just mark your calendar for August 7th because that should feel a lot more normal. Probably your first kind of normal activity as a fan in the uk athletics world in over a year so hell there might be more people at fan day than there were able to watch a game at kroger field last year so i'm looking forward to that because that that should be one step closer to kind of getting back to normal talking to different guys on the team so football uh, even though we've got a little over a month only two more weeks until we're going to start getting some football news. The quarterback competition will be in full swing. Uh, Trevor, I don't know if you saw this or not, but uh, Will Levis posted a picture of him flexing next to Wandale Robinson and Josh Ali. Good to see quarterback and receiver already get working together. I mean, is that so? Are we, is, is that pretty much the the the. The the answer is that Will Levis is the quarterback, right? I mean, he's he's past Joey Finstile and 
who was the third one that was in the in the in the scrum the the local kid bo allen is bo allen yeah, yeah yeah the guy mm-hmm. that the, the guy that the guy the guy the yeah the other bo allen not the defensive tackle for the former played for the eagles right 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 yeah the, like the, the quarterback yeah see well yeah see, i already forgot his name so he doesn't matter obviously oh suck it turbo. <laughs> so but levis is is that is that the fan guy now is that the that, that, I don't know if it's the new, fan guy now. The Maybe it's flavor of the month. I, I'm I'm curious too. We we still have not yet heard from him. Like we didn't. I, I think that media day will probably be our only opportunity to hear from him until uh, until the season begins. Because typically, the the two rules are. We don't interview with freshmen, and we don't interview with people in a quarterback competition. So sometimes it can be like pulling teeth to get a decent practice report in the month of August. But I'm curious how he is in front of the camera, how he works it, uh, how he talks about his teammates, because I think that's the biggest thing that people want to know is how's the transition been from Penn State guy to, you know, quarterback, you got to be a guy who's rallying the locker room. you, you, it, it's not a popularity contest, but that's certainly part of it, Trevor. So, um, you know, just seeing him hanging out with those guys, like that, that's like one of our first glimpses. I know that's very little to latch on to, but uh, nevertheless, we're going to, we're, we're latching on to any football news we can get right now. And, and one of those guys that was in the picture with him, Wandale Robinson, he became maybe the first Kentucky football player to do something, uh, Something really uh, tangible in the in the era of nil, where a lot of times we've seen some sponsored stuff. There's barstool athletes, but like a lot of it's very abstract as to what UK football players are doing in regards to nil. But Wandale, he partnered up with our friends at Kentucky Branded. Now he's got officially licensed merch for oh, sale. So if you want a Wandale Robinson shirt, you can go to Kentucky Branded, and I think it's like twenty five bucks or something like that. I mean, so, I, can't, yeah. I can't. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean. Will Levis Levis is is it Levis Levis or Levis 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 okay uh, Will Levis uh, is I mean he's got to be the the fan favorite because of the mystery factor right I mean that's the the, the primary reason he's I mean it's why the backup well, quarterback is always the most favorite guy because everyone always thinks the grass is greener on the other side and and you haven't seen Levis play and I mean short of just you know you know a hand. Well, probably no Kentucky fan actually ever really actually watched him play at Penn State, but they can look up stats or highlights, and and you know that that but that's all you have. But that's still a mystery factor because he hasn't done it with you. You've seen a little bit of Bo Allen, you've seen a little bit of Gatewood, and you've probably seen enough to know that there's got to be something better than Nellis too at to answer a quarterback. So here comes Will Levis. Yeah, I, I I think the unknown is part of it, but the biggest thing, Trevor, is just. And it's the biggest reason why me and so many others are on this train is because he was just Liam Cohen's guy. When the new offensive coordinator brings in a quarterback to quarterback his offense, you just assume that that's going to be the guy. Uh, he's obviously got the physical tools. It's just a matter of is he jailing with that team and can he make the right decisions in this offense? So um, that's that's where I think most of that comes from. I don't think it's anything. Like, oh, we just think Joey Catewood stinks. Like, no, no. I, I, I think that's the the root of it is wow. Cohen brought him here. He's got he's gonna be Cohen's guy. Uh just like Wandale got brought here to to get the ball in his hands. So go get the ball in his hands. 
Thirty dollars for a t-shirt, though. You you want a fifty dollar uh, Wendell Robinson hoodie? Uh, no, thank you. But I will say, if I mean, if you're a Kentucky player, I, and I know Dante Allen did this at midnight. I mean, if there's one thing you want, I mean, short of not, and since you can't be on a bourbon bottle, then a t-shirt's your best next option in terms of getting sales amongst your fan base. It's true. We love I mean, ourselves some the, t-shirts. And I and, and listen, I'm I'm not one that I'm not gonna you know I like to make jokes to Kentucky fans for their obsession for t-shirts but i you know I, i'm, I'm kind of the same way i wish louisville would add maybe a few more you know joking t-shirts like kentucky does too sometimes and because I've, I've purchased my fair share of a few you know i've got my my shirt of you know looking like lamar jackson basically the jumping over syracuse guy and i've got one of my favorites that says you know the only thing i hate more kentucky basketball in the front on the back says our kentucky fans which nah, has gotten me into a few scruffles yeah. trevor if you Trevor, if you want any joke shirts, you can just buy a normal Louisville shirt because they're all. Hey. Oh, oh man! Look, wow, getting dunked on by Scoots. His jokes are as good are as good as his team in March. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that one was probably better. Yeah, I mean, come on, that's yeah, I want joke shirt. <laughs> I, I I I think a big thing that you should notice though is. The, re- the reason why this t-shirt deal is kind of a big deal and something to watch for, it's the same. Uh, this partnership is through uh, Virtus, V-I-R-T-U-S, uh, the marketing group that Euless, Tony Delk, and co. Uh, founded. So, like, that's where uh, you- you'll probably be seeing some more stuff from guys that are represented by them. Well, Wyndale is just the first, but he- there's going to be a lot more that do work through them to to, to sell stuff. Well, I don't. That that's that's great, and I hope a lot of them get to make a little bit of money and and off this. But I do want to know what's 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 the deal with Davion Mintz? I mean, I, I look on oh, Friday, I, he's with Reebok. I wake up this morning, I think, and I see he's he's not with Reebok. Did Reebok yeah. just did, did they sign the wrong? Did they did they think that he did he confuse him with someone else and think they signed someone? My, my, did they? I mean, what what happened to Davion? My guess is that he put that out there before it was official. And, and he was told not to do that, and that like to, to delete it. Or yeah, I don't know. Um maybe he didn't think that that would become news if he shared that out. I, I don't know what the case is. But it it sounds like it could be one of those things that it wasn't completely approved and the contract wasn't signed, sealed, delivered. So he had to take it back. Because I don't know why you would just say Reebok official partner and then tweet out. I'm definitely not signed with Reebok. Like I don't, because I'm pretty sure that you can do apparel stuff just as long as it's while you're not on the court. So you could be a Reebok guy from you know eight to midnight, but from nine to five when you're wearing Kentucky stuff, you have to be wearing Nike on the court. So I, I think he technically could. I didn't know Reeboks were still a thing though, Trevor. I'm going to be completely oh, honest with you. Come on, Reebok. You didn't know Reeboks is still. I mean. Yeah, it's not Nike, but Reebok isn't. It's not like, I mean, it's, it's I mean, not, Trevor, it's not you that saying that Reebok is cool is proof point. Like, well, I didn't say cool. I yeah, you were thinking it though. The, the Reebok no, still, was cool in the nineties, but like, still around. I thought they only made like CrossFit stuff. I thought that was their market. I, basketball shoes. Well, I mean, I guess it, I know. Yeah, I mean, they might not be in the mainstream like Nike and Adidas, but I mean. Even Adidas is really, I mean, you probably mean, I actually think soccer more than I think anything when I think Adidas, but Davion Mintz, Davion Mintz is such an old man. Why didn't he go with New Balance? 
Oh man, boom roasted. And by the way, Reebok, Reebok, I think did the light up shoes. That was that was, or I know they did the pumps. Yeah, they did the pumps. pumps but I'm pretty sure because 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 the light up shoes were originally the Carl Malones, and I want to say they, they they I don't think they were Converse. I think they're Reebok. They might have been Converse. So I could be wrong. Uh, I believe so. The big Reebok one when we were kids was Averson. Oh no, I think Shaq. When I think Reebok. the the Aversons were the the big ones. Didn't didn't Barkley do Reeboks? No, Barkley was on Nike. Oh, okay. No, Reebok was Shaq was their big thing, and then they had Kate, uh, Kevin Johnson. I actually had a pair of Kevin Johnson. Who? Uh, but the Aversons were really cool. But like that, that's the last time I remember them even having a basketball shoe. So I was, I was color, color me shocked. Yeah, but I mean, can you name any player that has an Adidas shoe? Really? I mean, does, is, yeah, uh, your favorite player, Donovan Mitchell. He's an Adidas. I, I didn't even know that. I mean, I yeah, just, his, I, like, he's no. got. They're pretty cool too. They're like Spider Man colors because he's they? the Spider. Get it? I I got it. Yeah, I don't want it, mm. but I got it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't know. I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, so I just know. Go. I didn't think of Nike. I, I mean, I, honestly, I'm at this age now where I'm like, other than just guessing Air Jordans, I don't think I could tell you. I mean, LeBrons. But I couldn't tell you any other player that, ha- that has an actual shoe. Yeah, I think a lot are like Jordan. Uh, our boy Shea Gildas Alexander went Puma. That that one was yeah. more shocking when they didn't decided John- they were going to get back into the the basketball shoe game. And didn't John Wall have? Wasn't he with Converse or something as well or something like that? Didn't he sign with somebody? He wasn't Nike. <sighs> he signed with somebody off the radar. I think it was he originally Re- Reebok. So there, that that actually might be the last time that okay. it I was knew somebody. anybody worth anything signing with Reebok so I mean you know, I just yeah I, I can't I mean I'm sure there are other I'm sure Steph has a shoe but it's probably Nike I would think I just can't think of any so the Texas would have to help me with that yeah you I'm, can not, help I'm, us. I'm, I'm not down with the with the Steph is actually Steph is Under Armour Trevor. yeah yeah oh is he mm-hmm. does he have his own basketball shoe with Under Armour he does yes Several. Okay. They, they, they got made fun of a lot for it Last time I bought a pair of shoes was like eight years ago and it was at Kohl's, okay? I don't think I saw any of these brands that, when I was there. Yeah, well, you got some catching up to do, buddy. You you upgrade from those flip-flops to some sneakers. I and damn, nope. <laughs> we are going to upgrade after this break. We've got to take a quick break. We're going to come back and get to the text line, 502-414-1450. That's how you get involved with the show. We're going to reset recalibrate our brains and come back with some more sports radio fire right after this welcome back to kentucky roll call it's like lennon said you look for the person who will benefit, and uh, uh, you know. Uh, I am the walrus. You know, you'll. Uh, uh, you know what I'm trying to say. I am the walrus. Shut up, Donnie. Di Lennon, Vladimir Ilyich Ulyanov. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Nick Roush hanging out with you on a Monday in July. We got Trevor Kelsey here. We got the Scooter Dingus, Justin Kalen. And we also got the freshest salsas in America in our city. Yes, that's right. There are two locations in the city of Louisville 
where you can get the best salsa in the world at Salsarita. Salsa is so good. It's in their name. They've got the freshest Mexican food. I prefer the hot salsa along with a little bit of guacamole and some queso. Justin, he prefers the, the, little, the little mild sauce. Medium. He want to hurt his tongue. Medium. And it hurt his belly too much because it's too strong. It's still, it's all great. Even if you can't handle it like the scoots. Salsaritas, best salsa in the game, most wildly addictive chips. You can check them out at Hubbard's Lane or in Middletown where they got a drive through In and out, easy does it. Download the app before you go. Save some bucks with Salsaritas. I, I don't normally take Scoots, Scoots McGee's side on things, but uh, I will I will go on this one with them. I'm more, I'm more towards the mild at this point in my life than I am the hot. I'm and towards the medium, Trevor. And it's not, and even medium. It's and it's nothing to do with my stomach. I, I can handle the fi- I can handle the, the the hotness. It's just, I mean, you get to a certain age, Roush. You guys, when you get to that that forty mark, you, you'll see. You can't. It's not. It's not the heat that it's. It's not the going in. It's the you know the, you know, the going out part. <laughs> I'm just trying to. You know. I don't, I don't you know any know, other way. You, I don't you know any know, other way you, to describe it without being disgusting. I, I don't know. You, you no. You just stop. You just don't. You, you don't need to get three steps ahead of yourself. Okay. <laughs> I don't usually take three steps in my life. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> we did have some some unfortunate Olympic news this morning. Oh no! I'm yeah. gonna tell you. You know what? I'm going to turn the Olympics on right now. Well, that, that that's the news is uh, so Lee Kiefer's husband, Garrick Meinhart, he is the number two fencer in the world, and he got upset in the men's foil team. Garrick Meinhart. What was he upset about? That's it. Uh, did, we lose, did, did we lose Nick? I thought uh, so. Thought there was more to that story. Was he so, was he so heartbroken over <laughs> over Minecraft losing and fencing that he did he just left the show? Did he what hit a, mute? What a power couple for sure, though. Her winning yeah. gold and him being second in the world. Geez. I, I mean, yeah, we know he wears the pants in that household. I mean, it's, uh, is Nicky even with us? He's still showing connected, but I don't hear him talking. Confirmed. Yeah, I don't know if he knows he's talking or not. Uh, I can't, I can't elaborate on his story of fencing and the and the shortcomings of the males of the uh, Minecraft household. But uh, so I don't know what else to say to that other than I just turned on the, the TV to watch the Olympics and I just I've been memorized by a story about a donkey on Spectrum One, so I haven't had a chance to flip the channel yet. <laughs> this is also this is also why I don't turn the TV on during radio shows. Because I have the ADD of the internet. Yeah. I, I'm turning this off right now because I have, there's no way I can actually do a radio show. And well, if, if, you act, if you actually get to the Olympics portion of the TV, you're not going to pay attention anyways because it is the 1,500-meter races in swimming, which take forever. But there's multiple channels on right now. So there's always – and it, I feel like, it, it's like it's like that thing when you're you you know when you're flipping through the guide and – you 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 seem like every time you flip on the channel, it's always a commercial, and you just get ticked off because you feel like every channel is running commercials at the same time. Mm. And that's I, how I felt with the Olympic coverage the last couple of days, especially during the non like past midnight hours. As Nick rejoins us, yep. Every time I flip it over to one of the four channels it's on, I feel like I'm always never landing on actual action going on. It's them talking about something or trying to recap about something. 
It's like there's got to be something going on, right? I mean, just give. Well, I, I I need to. I'm glad you all held down the fort while my internet figured out what it was doing. And I'd like to add that I hate that since it's the Olympics, this is all they all have to be sentimental commercials. It's not like football where you get some goofy beer dog or I don't know, like something at least a little bit entertaining. Uh, hell, even if it's like a progressive flow commercial that's something new, you're like, hey, it's something new. This isn't bad. No, they've all got to be like, here's our, uh, we adopted a girl that didn't have any legs. Like, here's what's make you sad. Um, oh, yeah, I'm a great, I'm a great gymnast, but my dad has diabetes. So take your diabetes medicine. Like, I just don't, I, the commercials, not good, not good right now. I don't need my heartstrings tugged at during every break. I'm thankful I haven't stayed on any of the channels long enough to see the commercials then. Yeah, they're not good. So I haven't. And like I said, and once I see that there's not, there's not actual something to watch, I just, I have 998 channels on my cable guide. And amongst many other streaming services, I'm not going to have the patience or care, desire to sit through a commercial in any form, no matter where it is. Yeah, I, I'm at least flipping over to skateboarding to watch, you know, two minutes of skateboarding before I go back to my, my beach volleyball or something like that. Which, by the way, the skateboarders, there was a 13-year-old that girl that won it all. Like, she, she's the gold medalist. Pretty cool. There was only, like, three or four girls on the one I watched. I think it was last night or night before. Yeah, I last night they were giving out medals. And to see these 13-year-old kids, I, I mean, imagine that kind of pressure. As a 13-year-old. And when you mess up, you're just messing up in front, just sliding on your face. Well, one of them I, I watched was not only was she not wearing a helmet, which I was surprised, like, I don't care, but I was surprised they, like, would allow that to be able to, like, even be seen on TV. Mm -hmm. But she's also, I could have swore she had an air, AirPod in her ear. Yeah, so, like, oh, what, yeah. Like, the, they're trying to experience the, the entire, like, street, you know, street skateboarding you know, persona. So they're just going to like, are they listening to listen to hype music? Like there was, there was one guy who I think was American who had his AirPods in and he was like getting hyped. You could, you could feel him getting pumped up with his music before he started his, went down to do his trick, whatever you want to call it. But I, it's funny this weekend, uh, went to a surprise party for my buddy Simmons turned 30. Congrats. Simmons. You're old. Did he not know he was turning 30? Uh, no, cause he's very old, but, what was fun is one of my friends, uh, he's big into like shoes. You know, he's one of those sneaker heads and he got on one of those sneakers app releases and got a skateboarding Jersey for the USA. And I'm not going to lie. When I first saw it, I was like, yeah, whatever. After watching the skateboarding, I realized, okay, that's pretty cool. They, so much so that somebody stopped him at a gas station and was asking about his his jersey because they thought it was awesome. Which I'm sure that happens with you all the time, Trevor. You just get stopped to ask where you got your clothes because they're so fashionable. I get stopped and asked many questions. Where my my clothes are from is usually not on the list. But I I didn't know I didn't notice any jerseys. Like I said, I, they're pretty I cool. I'm I must have watched something else when it came to the women's skateboarding compared to I guess the men's because. There definitely wasn't jerseys involved in this. They were just wearing random street clothes when I was watching. Well, it. maybe random street clothes wore the jersey. See, ever think of that? I don't think so. <laughs> that's, that's such a hipster thing to say. <laughs> I do think we need to get to our break at the top of the hour. When we come back, we're getting to your texts in this show, including Trevor's text. We got Trevor time with the Scooter Dingus and Trevor Kelsey. 
right after the break. Don't go anywhere. Kentucky Roll Call. More after this. Just move your body all around and just shake. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back into hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call. Monday, July 26th. Nick Roush hanging out with the big guy, Trevor Kelsey, and Justin Scooter Dingus Kalen. TJ, he's out hitting the links right now. He'll be back with us tomorrow for the rest of the week. I might be doing some juggling, doing some babysitting while on the radio. So things might get a little hectic, but hey, we're just going to see where it goes. Uh, It's a little chaotic right now. Last week, all chaos rained down from the heavens above when realignment talk got started at SEC Media Days. We haven't had any late-breaking developments, although... I don't I don't know if this had came out yet by Friday, Trevor, but the, the talks of Ohio State and Michigan in the SEC Super Conference, that got kicked around. Now, by who? By just the Twitterverse or just like somebody yeah. that actually has common sense? Well, you know, you had like somebody from Barstool say that the SEC is contacted. Right. That's that you're playing fast and loose with common sense when you use Barstool as an well, example. That's that's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> it's it's big time internet rumor season, but it's fun to think about internet. Like I mean, you know, you can imagine. I don't think that that's even remotely close to becoming a reality because you you eventually do need all to realize that the SEC teams have to approve of this, but. That that was kind of as crazy as things got. From a very practical standpoint, Trevor, we didn't have much realignment movement other than the Texas A&M Board of Regents are meeting tonight, basically to discuss their their counterattack to keep Texas out. So I, I don't know how exactly it's all going to unfold. Their but counterattack? I know, it's like, like they're playing a game of risk. Oh, it it basically is because they hate Texas. They cannot stand him. And tonight they are officially meeting to figure out what the hell are they going to do to keep Texas out. The answer is whatever the hell they have to, because I mean, what what could what could they possibly do? I mean, seriously, short of like like sabotaging them, like somehow by I don't know, putting drugs in the athletic director's car or something, and like calling the cops on them. I mean, I don't. I, what would be the, the 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 conference alignment equivalent of that? Like, I can't think of anything they could do or say that would stop the SEC from. I mean, what are they, they going to say? We're, we're going to leave if you if you bring in Texas. I mean, really? You think? I mean, think this is really going to be upset about that? Why is Texas A and M so scared of Texas? I mean, wouldn't it seem like you would want to try to compete and and get as good as them? Well, no, it's not. It's not. As, it. It's not competing in terms of on the field as much it is is that. They've been they've they've lived in Texas' shadow for decades, and not just Texas A and M, but you know mm-hmm. te- Texas Tech as well. I mean SMU to a lesser degree. I mean, so get better. I went in the state. Well, it's not that. It's just it's just Texas is the state's university. I mean, it's that's what it is, and it's. A, I mean, it's okay. A, so, Indiana, so they're always going to be like a big little brother to to Texas, no matter what they do. 
Indiana's the state university, but Purdue has flew by us in pretty well every sport there is. Yeah, it's it's not um, un- impossible that it happens. But A and M can be still better than Texas, and they're still going to have that that and and and, and Purdue can be better than Indiana, and they're still going to have that little brother mentality to Indiana in terms of the fan base. I guarantee it. Well, and and here's the thing too, Justin. A and M got out of the Big Twelve to get away from Texas. They're finally the SEC school in Texas, and they want to keep it that way because that's a big recruiting draw. That's think, why they yeah. want to be by themselves. And and I also don't think that it's a uh, we're scared or I mean they they have surpassed them, and I think that's a big reason why they're like, look what the SEC has done for us. We don't want it to benefit them as well. And also, you're you're talking about Indiana and Purdue. I mean, while it it also has applied to basketball texas texas football is much different than indiana basketball i'd agree and, with that especially because of the the money that comes with it the financial backing the oil money so you know i i think i, I get why a&m is pushing back and what they can do from a practical matter trevor trevor they don't have to just like go to the parking lot and slice their tires so that the Texas guys can't make it to the meeting. <laughs> I mean, it's not old school, like no. 80 cheesy com- uh, teen flick where you have pranks like that. What they can do is figure out a plan of attack to how to lobby like an anti-Texas, anti-expansion movement within the league. Because that's what it comes down to. They only need, I think it's three to say no. So I, I, I'm assuming the only, thing, the only thing they can lobby in terms of or, or, Let's just you know going negative in terms of of, of being in an election, which is what they're going to have to be able to do, and that's be to what like try to convince Missouri, who's probably on board with them as well anyway for other reasons, but still probably on their level. So they need, just need to convince one or two other schools to think they're liking. And the only thing I can think of is that to play the you know they're going to just push you down the totem pole argument. If these schools come here right now, you're, you know, it's, you know, use Kentucky for bleeps and giggles as an example in football, obviously, and say, you know, you know, hey, like right now, you're just kind of, you're cemented in that third, fourth spot, you know, in the SEC East right now. You know, you, you, maybe you will get better than that. Some probably think they are already better than that. You can think that all you want, but you're pretty much cemented in that third spot. You know, you bring in a Texas, Oklahoma. Guess what? You're going down, down one more. You're going down a notch. Well, you're, I, not, even, I, you're not even in the spot you you kind of put your footing in. I think the team that is probably the easiest to convince to hop on board would be a school like Arkansas because Arkansas was the A and M before A and M. They could recruit Texas and be like, "Hey, we're the SEC school closest to you." A and M ruined that. <laughs> whenever the last go round of expansion. That that made it tough on Arkansas too. So maybe they could even argue that'd be better. You you would also have to try to convince guys to turn down money. That's going to be their hardest job. I, I just I, I just I'm I, listen, and I know, and you you all brought this up on Friday and listen to Friday's show. Uh, and I got to turn this off. I got the Olympics on. It's on fencing, and I don't know when fencing became laser tag, but I mean, this is really distracting. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like, there's like lasers and lights going off every time they stab one or the other. It's like, I don't know if I'm watching fencing or laser tag over here. Um, but with, I know y'all brought this on Friday a little bit with the, with the, oh, I want to realign the crap. Now it's done lost my train of thought. Damn you, Olympics. Damn you. I completely lost my train of thought of where I was. Oh, gosh. We lost Trevor to the Olympics. Oh, good Lord. Thoughts I know. I turned prayers. it off. I couldn't take it anymore. I had to turn it off. It was too distracting. 
I couldn't, I couldn't do it. And now the show is off the rails. I now, guess that means it's time to get to the, the text on. Yeah. Now, I'm I'm gonna, gonna, I promise you, I will remember this train of thought where I was going because I was bringing something up you brought up on Friday about this realignment thing. And now, oh, about where we're just going into super uh, TJ, and you brought up the fact that some people have, have fired back with the geographic thing, which if you're still hanging on the geographic reasons of why you don't like realignment, then you just you are out to pasture. I've get I've even tapped down that, and I'm as old man as they come. I do I've tapped on that five six years ago as well. So that should not be a reasoning for anybody to not be a fan of realignment. I'm now at the point where I've said it, just accept it. Let's embrace it. Let's you know quit trying to be you know Mitch Barnhart with against the nil. It's here. We don't like it maybe, but we're gonna have to embrace it and realignment and do the same. At this point, let's just say screw it. Four conferences, just four. You have yeah, to, second Big Twelve. I mean, you'll have maybe the whatever you want to call them, but we'll have like the West Coast Pac-12, which will be primarily like Colorado State border, Colorado and and, and North and South that area, like pretty much to the West, and a few Texas schools as well, and nothing east of Mississippi. You'll have your Midwest, your Big Ten, your state universities for the most part. In that Midwest area, up into the little slight inside Northeast, you have the SEC, which will be you know south of the Mason-Dixon line, and and, and ACC can pretty much be everybody but Florida in Florida, and then up and down the coast, and a little bit in the Northeast, and that'll be your eight, and that'll be the ACC. That'll be your four major conferences. Everybody else, you know what? I don't even care. Everybody else at that point goes independent. <laughs> because you know, just, because then, at that point you can have, and I don't mean stop at seventeen or sixteen where they're at now. Go to like the twenty-four teams in each of these conferences, and if you do that, then you know you're looking at that's almost what almost seventy-something teams. Oh, I like this. You're you're ready. Instead of super conferences, we're gonna have mega conferences. Yeah, we're we're gonna have literally instead of having just like four NBAs or four NFLs, where you're having thirty teams in each one. You know, oh, and, and let them fight it out, and then the winners of those will play in the bowl game at the the, the the BCS. You know, you can even have little mini tournaments like an AFC championship, and you know, you know, have a little mini tournament inside your conference. Oh and wow! And if you've got thirty teams there at that point, you're looking at that's 120 teams. You know, at that point, then yeah, let the other you know, 160 teams at that point be independent. I'm sorry, but you know, if you can't make it into the top 120, then you don't belong in the conference. <laughs> oh man see trevor this is this is good summer radio like let's just go i think it'd be awesome it. idea. yeah that's it's too many though no it's not why is it too many you don't you not love because the nfl part, part, part of, no but part of what you want is to be able to visit all of the like with, with 16 teams in a league you can still go to every campus within four years 30 yeah god Let's let's uh, crawl you know, before you we can't walk. Have your cake Kelsey, eat okay. It too. I mean, you can't. You, it, let's you, crawl before we walk, Kelsey. All right. Uh, yeah. Just pump the brakes. I like where your head's at, though. It's a very wacky idea. Wednesday, kind of line of thought, but I, I do want to hear some thoughts from our listeners. Texting the show 502-414-1450. I don't know if the, any ideas will be as harebrained as Trevor's Trevor's thirty team mega conference, but hey. Well, conferences, four conferences. Show respect, respects too. Oh, sorry, power four. Power four, baby. It's <laughs> like a bad porn site. <laughs> TJ, how is it remotely acceptable that you missed this many radio shows just for golf? Wow, the sports talker getting put on blast. I mean, you're telling me he couldn't do the show while he's on the course right now. He couldn't just connect on his via his phone. Like, Seriously, like scooters on his phone at the studio. Yeah, 
I mean, I mean, I mean, maybe he'll sound as bad as Scooter does on his phone mic, but I mean, it's something better than nothing, right? Suck it, Trevor. I got a new one coming. Nah, yeah. yeah. Congratulations, buddy. <laughs> Texter says, I know I'm on podcasts, and I'm probably the 10th Texter to the point this out, but anxiously awaiting the realization of U.S.'s failure to qualify for men's three-on-three. Three. So wait, they wait, were wait. They didn't. They, they didn't qualify? What? <laughs> didn't even make it. Stinging Robbie Hummel couldn't get him there. Y'all read off that roster, I think, and I mean, it's it's yeah. you're pretty bad when I don't even know your names. <laughs> like I mean, that's I mean, if there's one thing like I I can it's obscure names in any sport. Like I'm sitting here playing I'm playing MLB the show last night, a little baseball game, and I was and I was playing against Seattle, and their first baseman comes to bat, and I mean right away I remember who it was it was Ethan White. I'm like that's the dude to play yeah. Kentucky. Yeah, I mean, Evan I, White. Evan White. I'm sorry. Yeah, I even got his name screwed up here. That's my fault. But uh, and I like him on the game. He's a he's he's a fast first baseman that plays good defense. Not a very good hitter, but nonetheless, I was like I recognize the name right away. So I'm like, I mean, if so, and that's in baseball. That's what I know least about. If you if you if you played, if you had any any significance in college basketball, I've heard your name. And so I, Robbie and I remember Hummel, names a lot better than faces. Trust me. Yeah, it was it was a a bad oh, man. But at least, like, the one thing I do like about three-on-three basketball, Trevor, you can tell people you're on the Olympic men's basketball team. And, I mean, they won't question it, even if it's three-on-three versus five-on-five. would still count. But you've got to at least qualify, USA. Like, come on. I can't describe the level of lameness that is. It's so lame. I mean, it's so lame. All right, uh, here's a question for you guys, especially you, Scooter. You get to be. Uh, we've always talked about. Well, what, what sport would you do in the Olympics? I'm curious if you could pick any one of these skills to be. You're basically a gold medal contender. You pick the sport, and all of a sudden you're transformed into a gold medal contender in this sport. Which sport would it be? Uh, no question for me, swimming. I mean, it's it's the one I'm. It's the one I'm the most naturally good at. Um, it's the one that tends to have the most eyes on it on the Olympics. Uh, swimming for me. No do, you, do you think you'd be good scoots? I mean, don't take this personal, man. But I don't. Th- I think I, f- I feel like your your stra- your your lack of height would make you a liability in well, the swimming game. Trevor, that's the point, though. Is we're we're waving our magic wand and becoming this incredible athlete. Like, I don't think I don't really like watching the track and field that much. But if I could say that I'm the fastest man in the world running the 100-meter dash, like, that's that would be cool. I think that would have to be my one, even though, like, being a flippy gymnast, I don't know how they do that without – that That stuff's impressive. It would be I mean, pretty I wanna, cool to be able to flip around like that. I mean, too. gymnast is most popular, but unfortunately for us, it's female gymnast. So I guess can I, can I switch genders on this one too? Yeah, because female gymnast is the most female gym, gymnast is the most popular in, in the Summer Olympics of the, of the non-popular of the non-major sports. No, I don't no, think it's no. even close. That's what we got Tuesday night. So uh, Simone Biles is going to be competing then, and uh, Katie Ledecky is going to be swimming that night too. So two, Tuesday's a big one for your Olympic uh, viewing in prime time. I think and they're moving all those to prime time. And that's been the case for you. I mean, you go back to when I mean I was a kid watching Mary Lou Retton. I mean that's. I mean, it's all—it's always been when when gymnastics has always been the king of, of the Olympics. Trevor, or for I what guess it's in worth, this case, queen. For what it's worth, anytime you want any of that smoke in the pool, 
You know where to find oh, me. Oh, you don't don't dare me to buy. I can swim, buddy. I'm I, a, <laughs> some call me Michael Phelps. Just saying. That's just no, that's that was not because of your swimming ability. <laughs> I, I hate to be one to inform you of that. I mean, but so, no, I, I can I can I can own my own in a pool. I mean uh, Trevor yeah. tries it swimming edition would be pretty funny, but also uh if it doesn't work out, like there's dire consequences. Like if Trevor tries it and fails, then you know. Things could get ugly. I don't. I'm not seeing our sort of consequences. Not like I'm going to drown or anything. I pretty much float. I mean, well, when I, you can drown in six inches of water, buddy. Okay, that's all it takes. No, Scoots might be able to, but I mean, I'm not. I'm not going. I'm not going. I'm not going head under the water in six inches. Boom, roasted. (laughs) Texter texts on in and says, TJ. Be careful about your wife drinking while pregnant. Word on the street is that Locke's mom drank with him, and look how he turned out. Oh, wow. I, I, I tell the texter, don't worry about that. I mean, my mom's told me before she didn't even know she was knocked up to like six months in her pregnancy with me, and she did all kinds of drugs. So, I mean, we're, we're good. I mean, I think you're proving this guy's point here. I mean, yeah, sure, I try to bite my own ear occasionally, but other than that, I'm, I mean, I've had no problems. <sighs> yep. yep, Trevor Kelsey, I've got no problems. <laughs> uh, texter says... Texas is absolutely going to devour in recruiting now. Richest school in the NCAA with tons of donors, and now they're in the SEC. They're going to skyrocket. Well, I will say that I think there was a lot of people putting the horse in front of the cart, a la Trevor Kelsey, and considering realignment, locked up, done, spit them on the bottom, we're good to go. There's going to be some pushback. So it's going to take some time for all of this to play out. I don't know how long it will take, but there's definitely we, we we're only at the beginning of this. There's, there's plenty more realignment talk to come. Apparently, Texas and Oklahoma are informing the conference today that they're leaving. I mean, they're leaving. And I, listen, I don't. This isn't me being SCT hater to the texter, but I'm not, now I'm saying it wouldn't help. But but if, if recruiting spikes for Oklahoma and Texas. It's going to be more coincidence that they're joining the, the, the SEC than it, it's going to be more towards the Nils going through at the same time they're going to the SEC. Their recruiting will spike because of Nil, not necessarily their conference. Texas and Oklahoma recruiting doesn't need the SEC to recruit well. I mean, that's been proven. Yeah, but I think it'll certainly help. Like, I mean, well, it, Harvard, it, it, it's it, not because they don't need it. I mean, Oklahoma and Texas are getting the recruits they want to get more often than not. And, I mean, I mean, they're going to lose to one each other, but I mean, what, what I th- where I think there would be, a, there could be a difference is being a top twenty class is much different than being a top five class. And if you're in the SEC, maybe you're much more likely to end up with one of those top five classes than if you were recruiting out of the Big Twelve. Like you can maybe there's still room to level up. I mean, Alabama and Clemson are showing us that the amount of five stars they pull in. So. They, while State, it yeah. seems like the rich are just always getting richer, they actually can get richer uh, at like Texas and Oklahoma. Like a- they in Missouri, I think definitely took a boost in recruiting off of. Oh yeah, off and, of the and, SEC. yeah, but, and, but I just yeah, Texas and Oklahoma, I just don't think I think it's just too big to, and especially Oklahoma. I mean, you could argue Texas, I guess, because I mean, I mean, I don't know their recruiting probably isn't up there, but in Oklahoma, I think he's been in the top ten of recruiting classes year in and year out for the last ten years or so. On a regular basis, regardless of what conference they're in. Eh, I, let me let me let me pull it up. They might not be. I mean, I'm one. I said top ten, so I mean, I could be maybe giving them a little too much leeway. But I, I'd be willing to probably put good money that they 
they've been in the top 10 on more often than not, if not every year. So in 2021, which is the most recent cycle, Texas A&M was eighth in the country. Uh, Oklahoma was 10th and Texas was 15th. So if if A&M can get to top 10, then those two programs can crack that more regularly. And and let's not, and let's be honest, the, the, sites will sometimes especially in football recruiting because it's so hard to actually do ranking in football compared to other especially basketball that sometimes they will get the bumps is what is tj would call the matt elam bump yep. just because you're yep. in the sec they're gonna say your class is better than this class when maybe it's really not yeah I, i'm just i know that there still is room to improve so i'm not at least going that's to, true um discounted from that um uh, but enough. Speaking of football recruiting, Daughtry, we, there's a couple of commits elsewhere over the weekend. So I guess technically Chris Parson was on Thursday. He commits to uh, Florida State, quarterback that UK was targeting. This going to be a rising junior. That one was kind of riding on the wall for a while. Same thing with Daughtry Richardson, the interior offensive lineman who was probably going to be Kentucky's first commitment in the class. Um, he was big fans of Eric Wolford and was even told KSR that he was about to commit in January, but then Florida State picked it up. He grew up cheering for Florida State, ends up committing to the Seminoles over the weekend. So uh, there could be some good recruiting news on the way, though. I know Jordan Anthony, uh, the kid from Mississippi, is committing soon. His uh, should be tomorrow, but his cousin, his cousin actually was being recruited by Kentucky, ended up committing to Ole Miss. We could have another situation here where he ends up Kentucky's right in it down to the wire, but ends up going to Ole Miss. So we'll oh. wait and see. Jordan Anthony's just a name to keep an eye on, though. Uh, I will remember that name. All right, remember that name, Trevor. Before we get to a break, did you see the Tom Brady video? No, no, come on, no. I mean, I know well, what. Uh, so here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna send you this video. You're gonna watch it during the break. And I, we're going to get your thoughts on homework it. Homework crap I'm getting. Yep. You're, you got to do homework, buddy. Oh, God. That didn't work out well in my, in my six years of high school. So I'm going to send you the video. We're going to get our thoughts together and come back with those. Well, Kentucky Roll Call, Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Nick Roush, Trevor Kelsey, and Justin Kalen on Monday morning. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Nick Roush, the biggest nipple in the BBN. Welcome back into hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call. Nick Roush with Trevor Kelsey and the Scooter Dingus, Justin Kalen. All right, guys. You watch the video. Justin, you wouldn't shut up about it. <laughs> he wouldn't. Gosh. Now, first words that were out of your mouth, Scoots, were? What a guy. I mean, that, that's just so impressive. If if any of our listeners haven't seen that, Tom Brady throwing the football into the jugs machine, holy smokes. What what a great quarterback. Now, Trevor, do you are you buying this for a second that this is real? Oh, of course it's real. But now, I, initially, my initial thoughts were, damn, that's pretty cool. 
a second watch, third watch, fourth watch during the break. Not that it took away from the coolness of it, but I mean, if you watch it the first time he does, he's only like 10 yards away. <laughs> I mean, so the, it's, it, the, the angle of the video makes it look like he's farther away. But if you just look at the field, you can tell he's only 10 yards away. I and don't then, care if he's four yards away. I mean, That's impressive. And then when he steps away, he, the second time he does it, he's about 20 yards, which is why it falls over when he actually does get it because he has to put some velocity behind it to, to do it. So, I mean, it's still pretty cool. I think the I think the camera angle is a little misleading on the first time when it first starts, though. Well, the, my whole I just I want it to be real. I was I very worried. Real. Why wouldn't it be real? I don't know because it really has a feeling of like Kobe jumping over the car. Remember that? Well, I was thinking more of the 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 uh, Tiger Woods doing the golf ball trick, bouncing off his putter like for like two minutes straight. That's what long. I mean. Like it's it's like I can believe that it would be possible, but the skeptic in me immediately is just like, wait. No way. Roush, it's Tom Brady. It's not like it's Blaine Gabbert throwing them into the jug. It's Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time. Believe it, buddy. Man, hey, leave Blaine Gabbert alone. He, see, Blaine Gabbert only got to start <laughs> because everyone hated Kaepernick, right? <laughs> but, like, to be that precise and also to hit it to where – because normally it, you got to – it takes somebody to push the ball through. And that's the part the reason why I think where it might be fake is because normally there's somebody in that jugs machine actually pushing the ball through. That's why I was a little bit on the skeptical side. But I you mean, know what, Justin? I will be a happy go lucky, just believe anything gullible SOB if I have to, because just Brady is that cool. I don't think there's any reason to not believe it's real. I mean, it's I mean, how, it can't be any much I mean, than, than jamming and getting a football in someone's face mask. Throwing at a receiver and it jamming in their face mask. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I that's just... kind of the same. I probably think it would be a, probably about the same equivalent in terms of the accuracy required to do it. And that, jug, I mean, a jug machine, it's just, I mean, if you put enough, you know, if you're accurate enough doing it and if you're only 10 yards away, I mean, it shouldn't, you should have the accuracy be able to do it. I, mean, I love how much you're just like, oh, he's only 10 yards away. Well, it's Tom Brady. It's not like it's, you know, Homer Simpson lookalike doing it from 10 yards away. I mean, it's Tom Brady. I would, I mean, you're, if you're the, if you're going to be considered the greatest, and most of it's because of your accuracy, especially sure it's not your arm strength at this point in your career, then yeah, and I think that ten yards should be considered. You know, you know, it's I don't, I don't think it should be set up, brought up. Still really cool. Gosh, it is cool. I, I hate how cool he has gotten too. I don't. He's always it, been cool. Yeah, but like. He's so much more like jokey and relatable now. Well, I mean, it, that's because he's, he's really not com- on a powerhouse. I mean, I think it's yeah. funny because I don't know. I, I, how old were you in 2001 when he first came on the scene? I don't know. I was you? 10 years old. Okay. So, like, because I mean, originally, I he, originally he wasn't the, I mean, he wasn't, he was the underdog. He was the, I mean, I obviously you still can't go, you know. A twenty minutes in a, a thirty minute show about Tom Brady without hearing about he was a six round pick and one hundred ninety second overall or whatever or ninety fourth overall whatever it was around that area. I mean, you're always still going to hear that story, but I mean, he was still until I mean, he was the I mean the I mean the Cinderella. I mean, I got you know Drew Bledsoe gets knocked out in week two by Mo Lewis. Drew Bledsoe even comes back and it's the starter in their AFC Championship game. Their first year, year people forget about it wasn't Tom Brady. Uh, Drew Bledsoe started that game because Brady got hurt. 
And then, you know, they win the Super Bowl. Now, in hindsight, we know they cheated to do it, but nonetheless, they still won the Super oh, Bowl. Cheated. Oh, yeah, they, well, they did. But, I mean, it's still here there. You know, they still got the win, so they'll have to keep it. They can keep their banner up. I'm all pro banner for teams that get caught cheating in the hindsight. Pro banner. Okay. Good. Good <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, of course, you know, I can't stay away from that. So I don't know. And then, you know, I, 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 Tom Brady, you know, I lost him in the Super Bowl myself as an Eagles fan. But, you know, it is what it is. I don't hate Tom. People only hate Tom Brady because he wins. It's like, well, he, and that was the thing is I grew up, I grew up just hating Tom Brady really for no reason other than he was just. Super good looking, had a super hot wife, and was super awesome at football. And the Patriots were the evil empire. Now that he's escaped their shadow, he is Mr. Relatable, which is just rare. Right? I'm shocked that you would see that. You know, I I just, when he made that move to Tampa, I, we made our Tampa Bay jokes. I did not know that he could be this cool, this relatable. And here I am no longer hating the guy that I spent just decades hating. I just, I guess I'm just appreciating his greatness now. Oh, I know and I enjoy was. that he can cut it up a little bit. You know, he's I not, know. he's not too serious. I fully was where how great he was, which is why I was telling everybody for the last 10 years that Bill check was completely overrated as a coach is considered so great. It's because Tom Brady was the reason why he was getting those titles. Oh, what was this argument, Justin, with that he had with uh, TJ that Belichick, was it not a Hall of Famer? What, what was the what was the argument? I, never, I don't think I ever said not a Hall of Famer because I think he was probably. I mean, he's obviously not getting a Hall of Famer with the championship rings, but or was uh, it just not the best coach in the NFL? Well, without Tom Brady, he's he. I think he went to the playoffs one time in five attempts and has a losing overall record without Tom Brady, and that can, and that's now even more below five hundred now thanks to this season. And that was before this year even came into it. I think you just want Andy Reid to be considered the best coach in the NFL. I'm just saying. I mean, I've never said Bill Trick's a bad coach. He just but to put him on the pedestal, say he's the greatest, and let's name the trophy after him. Let's 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 halt it a little bit. <laughs> he's let's the, get back. He is the Phil Jackson of the NFL. There you go. That's a good comp. Way overhyped and not is not on the pedestal everyone should put him on. Okay. Uh and that was Trevor dumping on two of the greatest coaches in the last thirty years. In any sport ever. Hey, I'll, I'll, t- I'll still take Marty Schottenheimer. Give me the gleam. <laughs> Show me the gleam, baby. Oh, let's go back to this text line. 502-414-1450. You send it in. We read it on air. That's how this works. Ooh, this is to TJ. Yes, the university will be making more money letting Texas and Oklahoma in. But how does the football team win more games? We will have more money to keep coaches to stay. But what does it matter for only winning six games a year? But all is good. At least our rifling team is going to be well-equipped. Thank God. Oh, so this person really doesn't want realignment to happen. Was that a joke? Was that like a pun with the with the well-equipped and the rifling? I don't, that's not, no, not a pun, but it, like a bad joke, more so. Oh. Sarcasm. I don't think he's, but it is kind of a bad time to say that, like, use our rifle team being good as a joke when we just had a guy win a gold medal for rifling. Maybe right. wait to make the rifle jokes, you know, another day. <laughs> I'm, I'm just not, I, I had a joke that probably get me in trouble. I'm not going to make it. Now. The, so, but to the Texas <laughs> point, there's a, at what point is more money insignificant? Like you could always use more money, but is there, what's the value in, like, because for some teams, that's that's what they're going to have to ask themselves: Is it worth making 
25 million more dollars a year or I, I don't know what the exact number is but i would imagine that there comes a point where it's like i mean we we can't say no to this i mean short of there being super conferences really how much more does SC make by adding texas and oklahoma that's the thing i don't i don't know exactly what it would be we just assume it's going to be more i mean money. i guess it would be more but to me it just means more more mouths to feed in terms of the revenue sharing I mean, you're no, really, because, I mean, really, are, is, is ESPN going to pony up twenty more million because you're adding Oklahoma and Texas? I mean, I just, well, that's I the thing is, I don't see that happening. They, they might. I I don't really know how that all works, but I know if you're at least talking about strictly like college football bowl payout. I mean, Oklahoma's been in it every year, and your conference gets like fifty six. If you just add one more team to the college football playoff. That's okay. a I, couple I, million bucks per school. So there's at least that. I, I get that as a okay. That's the way you can. I guess you can have more because. I, but I just don't. Yeah, I, sort of that though. I mean, but didn't didn't. And if you do that, then you're only just talking about adding you know two 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 more bowl funds, and the bowl funds you're adding. Yeah, I guess they would they would trump over whatever. I mean, because you're probably eliminating a, bowl, a team from a bowl game by doing that, and maybe two. So you're losing on that money. Now, granted, whatever money Oklahoma Texas bowls they go to is probably going to be. Uh, they're probably would be making more money to revenue sharing to the conference than whatever bowls, you know, maybe and don't take this personal, but like say Kentucky or Missouri don't get in now because of it, you know, that they would have brought to the table. Uh, you know, whatever middle mid level bowls, whoever the school is you want to fill in the blank the name to. So I mean, yeah, I guess it would be that. But in terms of like but the real money is all about the T V. I mean that's where everything gets money. That's where all, all these sports are making their money is in the T V contracts. Right, it's not you know there is attendance obviously, but it's all the 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 primary sole give you know money maker is the TV deals, and I just don't know. I mean, if the Big Twelve dissolves and you take away that kind of you know, so Fox, who I think is their their sole people, I think. No, I they have, they have some stuff with uh, ESPN as well. Do they? Okay, but I know I see a lot of their games on Fox now. Right, right, right. So like you know just but. You know, say that Fox is say for loops and giggles. This argument it is Fox. You know, is it, the fact that you think you're gonna? I mean, is that somehow going to make the SEC's contract more valuable because you're taking away the competition of another? I mean, I, conference. I, that, that's, I don't the, know. that's the part where we need to have bigger brains in here to know exactly how this stuff works. I believe that yes, ESPN would be bucking up to pay more. Um, you know, you can go back to the table and do some renegotiating if you're the SEC as well. You know, like, hey, we've got Oklahoma and Texas now. But I know for the most part, it's 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 a power grab. And, uh, you know, like I said, it, uh, still a lot to be played out. Um, but, hey, the, we know money is going to be the biggest driver. When you've got stuff like this happening, Trevor, they're not going to do it to not make more money. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, if you, if you, I mean in terms of Oklahoma making, I mean, Oklahoma and Texas will definitely benefit financially from it. At least, especially on the side of, you know, ticket sales. I mean, they're obviously going to get better ticket, you know, home ticket sales for you know home game against anybody over Kansas and Kansas State coming to town, opposed to you know, yeah, yeah. you know, Alabama, Auburn, or LSU or somebody like that. I mean, they're selling those out completely. I mean, they're probably doing good attendance regardless, even when it is Kansas coming to town. But they're not probably selling it out of given. Most of that crowd's probably a papered crowd anyway. No, no, yeah, the 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 money behind all of this, trying to calculate that, I I'm sure that's going to be like a think tank piece this week because 
it's not slowing down. That this drum is going to keep on getting beat uh, for the net for the foreseeable future. We're just getting started, bro. Um, a texter says, "So Justin said he's not 21 anymore, so he needs to make wise decisions, like only putting twice when his arm hurts. If only he made wise decisions, like not getting on a scooter instead." Wow. Thanks, Billy Big Blue. Appreciate it. Yeah, Justin, just think you could have just not got on the scooter. Did you, you really, know how many times? You, really you, know how many times I, you know how many times I've thought in the last two weeks that I should just have avoided that scooter and we'd be all good. Yeah, I really said that, Trevor. I mean, what, did, did you really? I'm not 21 anymore, so I make smart decisions. You, you know, when you get a little older, you think your dumb decision making days are done. But here I am, 31, still making dumb decisions. So I guess oh, I'm I, wrong. Make, I made some of my dumbest decisions at 31. Excellent, love to hear. I, I didn't. I didn't start. I didn't start realizing until about 30, 35. Love mm. to hear. That's, that's, I mean, there, yeah, I can. Now it didn't hurt that I was hanging out with John Renshaw at thirty-one too. So that that'll, probably, that'll you know, do that, it. That probably helped with some bad. Are, are we still feeling bad, Justin? Does, is it? Are we still in pain here? Are we on our ibuprofen uh, regimen? Oh yeah, yeah, we are. We got a doctor's Wednesday though, so I'll be all good. It's all good. Man, I'll be we, golfing before I know it. Yeah, that's that's the spirit. I'm with you, Scooter Dingus. I heard TJ say 27 plus 15 equals 43, but didn't want to rub salt in the wound after that collapse. But then he called China a small country, so he needs to suck it. He'll up, Dingus. And it's only one off, isn't 27 plus 15, 40? No, it's the, it's Trevor, my, yeah. my point was that if I would have made that mistake, I would have heard about it on the text line. Nobody texted in when TJ made the mistake. I mean, that was, that was yeah. my point. He was also baffled by the prospect that Cuba had a rowing team. I mean, it's a freaking island. <laughs> <laughs> of course, how would you not expect him not to have a rowing team? <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, another texture says, I'm already over the Olympics. With all the channels they are using to broadcast, I'm not using the app to watch basketball. Yeah, yeah I so I saw the game on. Uh, I guess it was probably a set. when I watched it a little bit. I guess it was probably had been replayed. Replay, yeah, 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 because they they played it later on in the afternoon. Yeah, I but it, yeah, I did figure out that you don't need to have Peacock to be able to watch it. That they, they, if you just get the NBC Sports app and you have like a cable login, you can use it. So, uh, shout out to using my parents' cable login to use that app because there you can just pick the sport and they'll. Uh, They'll take you to whatever you need to see, whatever you want to see. It's it's pretty nice, but I think it is just a pain in the ass to do the whole casting to your TV and all that. It feels a little unnecessary. I think Peacock is the only streaming site I don't have. Right, because like I don't know, like there was like, definitely I, a all right. You've gone too far. That in the Paramount Plus one, like sorry, I'm out. I got Paramount only because I wanted to watch Hey Dude from Nickelodeon days. Like I just, I was like I was just really baked and I was like I want to watch Hey Dude reruns, and so I just got I got on Paramount just so I could watch the Hey Dude marathon. Which man, oh, talk gosh. about a show that doesn't hold time. <laughs> yeah, I know you have no idea what I'm talking about. Scooter Price, no idea what I'm talking about. No, it's, it's got to be much older, right? Like eighties like Nickelodeon. No, Hey Dude was yeah late eight like 88, 89, early nineties. It was about a uh, a guy from New York and his son. He buys a dude ranch. So he goes and he's from New York. So, you know, the, the shenanigans will occur. So it's like uh, city slickers. Uh, it's a kiddie version of, yeah, that premise. Gotcha. It, it introduced us to uh, Christine Taylor, who was uh, Ben Stiller's wife for so many years. And yep. 
she's uh yeah she was she was uh, introduced nine-year-old trevor to her which was pretty cool she's a lifeguard and then uh Okay. I think I think the the only other person that did anything off that show, she obviously became famous. But uh, the guy that played Ted, I think, was on like ER a couple of seasons. I forget his name, but he hmm. he was like a major role. He had like a minor role for like two years on ER or something, or one of those medical shows in the nineties. But there you go. Well, that, that was our eighties, yeah. nineties Nickelodeon recap. I was more of a Keenan and Kel all that era. Yeah, Nickelodeon that, guy. that was after my time. Yeah, that was after yeah. I was too old for that. Still great though, Keenan and Kel. I could I could go on a Keenan and Kel binge with you. That's high quality television. I'm well, sure it holds up much better than Hey Dude too. It quite possibly does. It's not good when the three members of your main cast of Hey Dude don't even have Wikipedia pages. <laughs> not a good sign. <laughs> oh, a texter says USA losing to France in basketball. That's what they get for adding Javel McGee instead of Julius Randle. Popovich really looked at the pool of NBA players and said, "Yep, Javel McGee, he's our guy." Between that and Katie crying about Bam allegedly taking his make, just an embarrassing team so far. Basketball has me heated on Sunday morning. I mean, I, I, I mean, how many people literally said though before you got to Jamel McGee? I mean, goodness, I, mean like, I didn't think Jamel McGee was even in the NBA last year. I, I have no idea Apparently. what team he plays for. Who was he, he was for on, the Clippers? He, he, no, he was on that Laker team because he rotated with Dwight Howard year before last because uh, they just wanted a you know an agile center that could run up down the court and which is something he can do but i mean seriously i mean he's scooter look it up real quick and he, he, he went on NBA cleveland, denver cleveland and denver yeah he's on cleveland and denver okay which one was first by the way cleveland i believe so at least he did upgrade he went back to denver where he once played and he was a rookie in denver originally if I'm not mistaken. yeah back in the day uh averaging average the whole five points and <clears throat> Five rebounds for the Nuggets. I mean, couldn't I mean what? I mean, I just seriously, why? What, what, what about Jared Allen from from Brooklyn? I mean, who ended up playing? Yeah, and what same thing with uh, with Randall too. Like he just had a great year. I know he's not exactly seven foot inside, but he could at least get your boards and play big in there. I, what, what was Pop thinking? Is Pop lost his fastball? Was he all Tim Duncan and David Robinson? I don't what the think- hell. I don't think this is on Bob. I think it's just this is just the best he can get. This is the no. Best. They could have got. I'd be the best of who's willing to play. I think they could have. I think Randall was was waiting and hoping for that invite. And, and that might Should be if he if he wanted somebody like McGee stay. If he want if he wanted to add a player that of, of uh, like McGee or what McGee could possibly bring, that's not that's not Julius Randall. Julius Randall is standing around the three point line and, and chuck it up. That's something you're not going to get out of McGee. Okay, that's true. You're just going to get him falling all over his feet. Oh, Randall could do that, too. Don't get me wrong. No, suck it, buddy. Uh, Texter says, Team USA makes me want to punch my groin, and he did not say groin. No, he didn't. Um, I should have uh, edited that or not, but I was like, yeah. It's yeah, yeah. Morning. I think here. Yeah, yeah. We'll edit that out. Uh, with Greg Popovich absolutely pooping the bed as head coach of the USA, is it safe to say Coach K is the greatest coach ever? Or is that too steep of a take, given his success with Duke and the USA team? Hey, Plumley, get the hell out of here! All right, <laughs> we're not turning. Like that's that's the part that I think makes USA. Like I wouldn't care about USA basketball losing if Coach K was there, because then I could at least make those jokes. Now people are taking that leap and saying, "Wow, they lose Coach K," and then all of a sudden they're no, they, they, Coach K wasn't going to get wins with this team either. 
All right. Like Trevor said, this team, just look at him. He's uh, even my, uh, yeah, I would like to think. I mean, I don't know how much pop is really given to bleeps about what's going on there, but I mean, that mixed with the fact the other team just isn't very good in general. I mean, nope. it, and there's no real, I mean, even on the teams of the 2000s when the, the, the the gap between the USA and other countries was getting closer. Now it's just like, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, there's, I don't even know if there's much of a gap anymore. Like the gap is so close to evil can evil wouldn't consider it a challenge to jump it. <laughs> oh, that was pretty good, Trevor. I enjoyed I like that. that. I like that yeah. <laughs> uh, faster on the field, Derek Locke or Boom Williams? I'm going to say Boom. I'm going to say Boom. I think Boom had at least more explosive oh, plays. Was he like a track and field star? Yeah, I, 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 in my brain, Locke was a little bit more steady. He could get you the kind of three and four yards at a time, whereas Boom was much more living up to his name. Yeah, but I, I mean, Locke, Locke wasn't even on a football scholarship. If I'm not mistaken. He was on a track and field scholarship. No, he was on. Was it just track and field? I could have sworn that's how you got him in there was through track and field, and maybe you, and and that's not like you're the first or own team to do that. I've seen you know where schools have done that before, where they, you know, use track and field as an excuse to get you know free scholarship players, especially the right, back. right. Uh, but I mean, I'm pr- I could have sworn. I mean, maybe he switched at one point, but I'm I mean I'm I, I'm pretty it's, sure he was he he came in the UK as a track and field scholarship. Some of it I'm just recently about some my part. I just remember a lot more big boom runs than I do Derek Collins. But that, that's why it's a text of the show, 502-414-1450. I'm curious what y'all are thinking because, yeah, I think I think it is boom, but right, Locke did do the track thing. It might have been a way just a recruiter, maybe not making a scholarship, but just to get him on campus. So, yeah, um, great, you, great question, though. You might be thinking, I mean, it's hard to decipher when you say that and think, well, you want to say boom because boom is obviously probably the better running back in general. But he asked us who was faster. I mean, you can. I mean, you know, you you can be a better running back and run a four four, but not be faster than Derek Locke. You may have run a four two. I don't think he ran that fast, but you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and there's also he did say fastest on the football field. So uh, I think yeah, like there's a forty yard dash. There's a difference between a track time thing than uh you know running with football pads on so yeah, yeah I'm, I'm curious some of these thoughts um i also think it's time for our favorite portion of the show trevor time, right, time, time, time you my mic and light a cigarette and listen to constipated uh nixon do my words hey trevor well, you know you know you love it i swear I, i'll tell you what I doubt. whoever the texture was that said it's uh, that this voice sounds like the uh the love child of oscar the grouch and cookie and monster was was right on the, I, this I just hope our listeners don't get confused. Is it Trevor Kelsey talking, or is it Justin Kalen doing a Trevor voice? We'll never know. Take it away for some Trevor time. If Russia isn't going to use their national anthem, then maybe they can come out to the Beatles back in the USSR. <laughs> Only thing more pointless than having three-on-three three in the Olympics is a sad roster USA is sending. Oh, Cookies. Man. That's right. Ralph's golf clubs are back ordered because he used that race ho- horse owning fortune to have them made out of ivory tusks. <laughs> TJ was on right path with the only town that's an NBA town was Seattle, but Portland was the right answer. Dingus is the way voice recognition spelled it. I am not a crook. <laughs> Interesting. 
the I, I'm not a crook got slid in there because uh, we was... realized that it, it actually isn't very. He he goes into Nixon and he goes out of it. He does, and I, I think that's I did that. Yeah, I was, and yes, I do uh, think that uh, you're, you're. We all know you had your clubs made out of ivory tusks, so that's probably why it's it's on back order and taking a long. They haven't killed enough elephants for you to get your your driver yet. And uh, and I had this discussion with somebody the other day too about the West Coast. Y'all were talking about NBA cities. The, the NBA on the West Coast is a different beast than anywhere else in the country. Like they love the NBA in the West Coast. Yeah, and, and, I mean, it, it's, and it's the opposite be, of like everywhere else where football is kind of king I in mean, the big you, cities. You look at the, the NBA. You look at attendances in the West Coast team. I mean, especially like with Sacramento, which has sucked for you know forty out of fifty years. They are always doing well in attendance. Golden State was before the Splash Brothers, you know, for 20 years were a dumpster fire, but we're always in the top 15 in attendance. Seattle, even bad. Portland, when good or bad, is always LA. LA's LA. That's kind of a different animal. But uh, Utah's always done well in attendance. And the West Coast just, it just, West Coast embraces the NBA. They, they just have a different love for the NBA like nowhere else. I think it's go. because they cater to all the tip off times. And maybe, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I never, 6 p.m. Really, tip offs. I don't know. Maybe it's because they look at the NBA, you know, your baseball and, bat, and baseball and football have more roots in the East Coast because of their history going deeper than the NBA does. And maybe that's why the West Coast kind of, you know, embraces the more newer sport, which is the NBA. I mean, it's not new, but newest amongst the three, obviously. Uh, you know, yeah, just invented 100 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, but NBA, I mean, you think of the NBA, you think more, you start in, you know, your late 40s, 50s, where, you know, football, you're talking about, you know, early, you know, 20s. Yeah, I'm, I'm still not buying this 20s. argument, but yeah, sure. I, I, I'm just saying, I, I don't it's know. popularity didn't really kick off till 79, bird magic, you know, like. Well, the, that's when the NBA peaked. The 70s were a bad time for the NBA. Yeah. Very bad time. But Portland won their only title in 77. Golden State won the title in 76. Oh, wow. And there's Trevor naming out things from a long time ago. That's the second time we've done that today. I, I don't know basketball is and in the NBA, I tell you what, NBA fans, it, if you get rid of the one and done with the talent pool, it's starting to slightly deplete with the NBA right now, with the generation of stars are reaching their peak and kind of going over the hill. The NBA might is this might be a down period for the NBA in the next 10 years. They've got some answers and some questions to answer. Let's finish up this text line and get out of here. Uh, right. this is a shout out to you, Trevor. Yeah. Damn shout out to Trevor for once. I had a pair of KJs and a pair of mailman's in first grade they were the shoe carnival specials so my parents were all over them is shoe carnival still around is that a i thing? have no idea my kjs were stolen by my uh freshman uh, high school girlfriend damn her oh wow that's gotta yeah. it's like a, you're outback i don't want to bring that up then I Sorry, don't, buddy. I, i'm more pissed that she she borrowed my eagle starter jacket without telling me and, and, and left it somewhere with that and can't remember where she left oh it my goodness that's that's despicable absolutely yeah, well, despicable you should have known it wasn't going to last then yeah, but yeah, I, man, this, hindsight, I'm mad about it. But at the time, I was woods. She, she, she knew a way to make me forget about it and lose my anger. Shoe Carnival really was the the gas, as uh, one of our texters would say. It was, yeah. Shoe Carnival rocked. Yeah, it was the best. Um, texter says, Rouse, the only thing Trevor and Scooter Dingus have in common with Michael Phelps is that they eat 10,000 plus calories per day. Boom. Is that a lot? Gross. I don't, I, 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 this might come as a shock texter. I've never counted a calorie. I'm lucky to eat a thousand in a day, for what it's worth. That's right. How many calories are in uh, in a three meat and cheese omelet from uh, 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 from Bob Evans with loaded uh, hash browns and a side order of biscuits and gravy? Over two thousand. 
Wow. I'll be having that. I'll be over 2,000 by 10 o'clock this morning. There we go. It's going to be a great day. And then Trevor's going to go back to sleep until 5. Probably. I'll wake up tomorrow about 6 a.m. for tomorrow's show if you need me. Uh, Robert says, I'll attempt to fix this conference realignment. Editors notice this is not perfect. Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC, West Virginia to the ACC, Notre Dame to the Big Ten, replacing Nebraska. Ooh. Big 12 adds Nebraska back and Colorado now that Texas is gone and adds Houston in addition. The ACC would just need to find one other team to make it. I suggest Cincinnati or Central Florida. Well, Cincinnati, I think. I would take Cincinnati or West Virginia anyway myself personally. And I won't know, but I'd, I'd honestly rather go to UConn before I went to Central Florida. No, UConn – wait, I guess technically they do have a football team. Yeah. But, hey, Gus Malzahn's there. Cincinnati, I think, would be my go-to. But uh, I, I like that proposal there, Robert. But uh, I did read a long thing by uh, a David Hale. He had a long Twitter thread about Notre Dame's position, and they're less motivated than ever to join a conference. So how all this shakes out with them, people are going to try to lump them into one. I still think they're going to be resistant to joining a conference. So uh, something to keep an eye on throughout all these talks is just how Notre Dame goes about it uh john here good morning to all okay the men's basketball team will bounce back and win the gold we have the best talent in the world and be will be just okay i would love to do the three-on-three basketball if i would do the olympics okay oh he's okay i got you i have some guys down at the y that could help me get the gold man i can't wait for fantasy football who is freaking ready I am. How about you? You're going down, Trevor. Gotta go. Yeah, Talk to you later. I'm in. I'm in a fantasy league with John. Uh, he takes. The, check this out. I know we don't have much time. But he literally he asked me. Texted me the other day. Or sent me a message saying, "Do you mind if we do our draft at 8 a.m. on a Saturday?" Like, are you really that scared of how much I dominated that league last year? Wow. So you're trying Shots to get me on 8 a.m. on a Saturday. Oh I mean, man, really. they're trying to get you. Yeah, they're like, let's get him when he's half awake and sober. When he when he's at his when he's least and most best at fantasy football. Yeah, uh, I, man, I was thinking yesterday, gosh, this time in a few weeks, I'll just be watching Red Zone. It's going to be great. Going to wow. be great. Uh, final text in the show. You guys really think that Brady video is real? Physics. The jugs machine wheels never stop spinning. And you're telling me you can throw a football and make it go back in the machine while the wheels are spinning the opposite direction? There's no way that video is real. Cool video, but it's the same as those fake NFL fantasy pick me videos. Well, I, I think he's on to something. I think he's on to something here. I don't know physics, but I know that that didn't look real to me. But we got to get it out of here. We're out of time. Thanks for joining us. The Sports Talker, TJ Walker, will be back on Tuesday. Uh, we'll see you all then. Thanks, Trevor. Thanks, Scoots. Roll call. Roll call. We'll see you Tuesday. Okay.